There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came up upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbors of the robber's victim? He answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. If you're wondering which one of the four I am, I am Father Jared, uh, the new pastor of the Northwest Seven Family of Parishes, so it is a joy to be with you all today. And in particular, a joy as we have in today's gospel, one of, well, I think many people's favorites, parables that our Lord tells. And I think, obviously, as our Lord's words at the end of this gospel say, go and do likewise, that we are meant to apply this particular parable to ourselves, quite clearly, that we are supposed to act like the Good Samaritan. However, following the example of St. Ambrose, the great father of the church, I would also like to perhaps offer another perspective, because I think so often when we read the Gospels, read Scripture, we immediately think of like, how am I supposed to act like this? How am I supposed to do this? But what St. Ambrose notes is that whenever we look at today's Gospel, perhaps we could kind of switch our perspective. Instead of putting ourselves in the place of the Good Samaritan, Perhaps we could put ourselves in the place of this man who falls victim to the robbers. Why does he say that? It's because from the very get-go, whenever Jesus begins to tell this, a man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. That's rather significant for Jewish listeners, and it also should be significant for us. Why? Because Jerusalem, as we know, is the holy city, the holiest city to Jewish people. And so, this man is going from Jerusalem to Jericho. We all know about the walls of Jericho, right? That whenever the Israelites first moved into the Promised Land, Jericho was the first city destroyed because it was the, most, it was the biggest and most primary example of sin. Jericho stands for sin, Jerusalem for holiness and God. So this man is going from God towards sin. And so he is quite literally moving away from his Lord. How often this too happens to us? How are we like this man who falls victim to robbers? I know so often for myself, we move away. We allow ourselves to fall victim to 
the trials and woes of this world. We allow sinfulness and the brokenness that it results in to keep us downtrodden, to cause us to despair, to lose hope, and to ultimately begin to believe that perhaps God doesn't care. But what the par- this parable shows us is that even the two people within society who should care the most about this man, a priest, like myself, a Levite, also kind of a lower-level priest in the Old Testament, both walk on the other side. But yet the Good Samaritan comes to care for this man. Upon coming upon him, the one who is rejected even by the Jewish people is ultimately the one who cares for this man, who's moving away, moved away from his Lord. And who is the Good Samaritan in our life? But Jesus Christ. He comes to each and every one of us. He comes to each and every one of us. And he pours oil and wine over our wounds in the confessional. Whenever we are sinned, especially when we have sinned mortally, putting the life of God to death in our souls, the Lord offers us his abundant divine mercy and healing in the sacrament confession, and the confessional, so that our wounds might be cleaned, washed clean, bandaged, so that they may heal, so that they might receive his mercy, his grace, and stop festering, stop bleeding, and be brought to the point at which they can begin to heal and be made whole. This is what the sacrament confession does for us. But then what happens after this is also rather significant. Because then this Samaritan, the good Samaritan, brings this man to the inn. And St. Ambrose again goes on further to say that the inn stands as representative of the church. This is actually probably where, where Pope Francis said that the church was to be a field hospital. He probably directly drew it from this particular passage. The inn. The good Samaritan brings this man to the inn and then cares for him. The church is meant to be a place to where we come to the sacraments and we receive healing, we receive the care that we need whenever we've been beat up, broken by our sins and the sins of others, the brokenness we experience in the world. The church is meant to be a place in which we encounter our Lord. We are ultimately fed to heal, but then also to grow in strength and holiness. That is what the Lord desires for us. He does this most primarily, yes, at Mass, as each of you are here today. He feeds us with his own body and blood, that if we receive him in a worthy state in this sacrament, he then makes us whole. He can do greater things with us and help us to give us food for the journey, to journey not towards Jericho, but instead towards the heavenly Jerusalem, our heavenly homeland. That is what the Lord desires and wants for you. That is what he wants for me. And today we even have a representative of this. In baptism, each of us becomes a son or daughter of God. Today, Camille Ann, become a daughter of God. Each one of us, by our baptism, became a child of God, which is an indication that he cares for you, that no matter where we end up in life, no matter how we sin, how we messed up, he always seeks us out, as a father seeks out his lost child. He seeks you. That is the deepest truth of our faith. That is the deepest truth of who you are. You are a son or daughter. You are a beloved of his, treasure, precious. That is who you are. He's not indifferent to you. He loves you. He wants what is best for you. And that is why he wants to lead you from the Jerichos of this life, the dark side of the internet, anger, bitterness, resentment, towards the heavenly Jerusalem of peace, mercy, love, 
grace, and peace. That is what he wants for you. So, today, as St. Paul, tell, Paul tells us throughout his writings, remember that you are a beloved son or daughter of God, and begin to trust him, that whenever you come into this church and you see that red lamp burnt, burning, you know Christ is present, and he's been waiting 2,000 years to have that conversation with you. He wants to hear what you have to say. He wants to hear the troubles of your heart. He wants to heal you. Take heart. He is calling you. Take heart. Because you are called as a child of God, as a beloved son or daughter, to live in the freedom and the glory of children of God, to lead you towards your heavenly Jerusalem, the heaven that each of us is destined for, and salvation in Christ.